0: What a wild day one of free agency. JC Jackson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin Johnson. We wanted Tom Telesco to hit a home run in free agency, and on day one, he hit a grand slam. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day what is up and welcome into the lockdown chargers podcast late night edition i'm your host daniel wade joined as always by my co-host david Drogemeyer. we've been covering the chargers for six seasons but this is our fifth as a host of the lockdown chargers podcast bringing you your team Every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen because of all the six seasons we've covered, we've never seen an off season like this. And to make sure you don't miss a show ever, including the extra bonus emergency podcast episodes, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. You might seem like I'm talking fast, but I had to drink a ton of caffeine to get ready to talk about these crazy deals because the home run swing we wanted to see happen. JC Jackson, the rumors there was fire to the smoke. They bring him in. We're going to talk about what impact that has on the Chargers, fixing their defense, what it does for Brandon Staley, and the impact it has for the other guys like Asante Samuel Jr., Michael Davis, and having four defensive stars now on that defense with J.C. Jackson, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, and Khalil Mack. I mean, huge news to talk about today. And we we'll also have to talk about the Chargers' other two big day one signings. And I'm saying big like girthy because they added a couple of defensive tackles and added some stuffing to that run stuffing unit, and they really, really needed it. So we're going to talk about the additions of Sebastian Joseph Day, one of our favorites, and also Austin Johnson, maybe a little, you know, black horse candidate making his way into the mix on day one for the Chargers. But David, J.C. Jackson, it was so weird this offseason seeing how many rumors and how many reports were out there that the Chargers were targeting J.C. Jackson. They get the deal done on day one of free agency. It started off very slow, a few deals slid by, but the Chargers landed their number one target and got their shutdown man corner.
1: Is it a dream, Daniel? Is it Pinch a me. dream? My goodness. I could not believe when you know we saw all the reports. There was so much anticipation, so much excitement around. Wow, the Chargers <laughs> are linked to one of the biggest free agents at one of the positions of need that they're obviously trying to address i like reverse psychology
0: myself i'm like there's so much smoke around it it can't happen because this never happens
1: right it's just like too much (laughs) but hey guess what guys it was real the chargers go out and they sign one of the biggest free agents in this year's class unbelievable move a guy who brings in immediate cachet big name big stats to match In the prime of his career, this is an incredible move by Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco.
0: It's huge. I mean, I think that corner was a bigger need than most people thought. And I think one of the things is, is that you needed a third corner because you're starting three corners these days, especially in Brandon Staley's defense. So now you have him and Asante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis, who both get bumped down a notch right now. That's CB2 and the next guy slot probably after that. Now you have your true number one guy. Maybe Asante yes. turned into that. Maybe Michael Davis, you know, somehow turned into that. You have one already ready to go. And I think the biggest thing, David, and the thing that stands out most about JC Jackson is the interceptions and how he's oh, going to yeah. help the turnover rate for the Chargers and the team that really needed it. I mean, the guy's Twitter handle was Mr. INT and he's lived up to the billing. I mean, you talked about it on last night's show. He has so many interceptions. I mean, 17 over the last two seasons. The Chargers as a team, have 23 interceptions over the last two seasons. Last year, they were the eighth worst team in the NFL as far as forcing interceptions. And now you're bringing in literally the guy who gets the most interceptions in the league over the last few years and has done it every season of his career. And a guy that you can put out there on man coverage, put a guy on somebody's number one receiver. If you had a number one receiver coming into town before this, who are you going to pick, right? You're going to pick yeah. Michael Davis. I mean, you're going to pick Asante Samuel junior as a rookie, probably not. Now you have that dude, and he's gonna do so much for Brandon Staley in this defense that he's trying to build. Well, just
1: imagine what that impact is on game planning, right? I mean, you have a guy that you know that you know nine times out ten times out of ten, wherever you put him out there on any receiver, you feel very good about his ability to shut that person down and not allow him to take over the game plan so that allows you to be so much more multiple in your approach and also focus your areas on other areas of your game plan too so just having a guy like this who who you know is going to handle his business one-on-one who is going to be able to take the ball away also i mean getting more opportunities to justin herbert on the offensive side the chargers as a as a whole as a team on the defensive side have not taken the ball away enough just, they have not. So bringing in a guy who's going to immediately impact that metric is not only helping your defense, it's helping your offense, too.
0: It absolutely is. I mean, and it is obviously just a giant step in the right direction for the Chargers defense, and they weren't done on day one. But what you did see is it coming together, right, and Brian Staley finding the players he needed. Like corner, maybe some people didn't think was the Chargers' biggest need. Maybe they thought it was defensive tackle, and there's a couple of those we're going to be talking about today. But you weren't gonna find a defensive tackle that was the caliber of J.C. Jackson, right? Like, there's just you weren't gonna find a defensive tackle the caliber of Khalil Mack. So they went out and added two premier players at their position, and then the J.C. Jackson himself. You know what he brings to the table? He's one of the best man cover football players in the NFL. So now, when you're looking at the Chargers' defense, it's like, okay, hey, I'm gonna put J.C. Jackson on this dude. Now I'm going to build the rest of my defense, all the zones, whatever else I'm running, knowing I don't have to worry about this guy. J.C. Jackson is going to get beat every once in a while. He's not perfect. He's not a G.L. Ramsey type of player. But it always comes with a cost because every time you target the dude, you know you're playing with fire because the dude has the best ball skills at his position in the NFL. But, David, I mean, when you're talking about just adding those defensive players and how much better – this makes the Chargers, I mean, this really kind of rounds out the secondary unit to now you have Derwin James and J.C. Jackson back there, and you have a couple of guys that will tackle. I know J.C. Jackson had some missed tackle issues, but he's not afraid to tackle by any means, and I just think this was a giant step towards the Chargers fixing one of the worst defenses in the NFL.
1: Well, yeah, J.C. Jackson's also a very good run, defensive, uh, run defense corner, too. He had a 75.8 run defense grade last year. So, I mean, this is a, a player who's not afraid to stick his nose th- in there and go in there and get tackles in the run game. So you got to appreciate that and love that out, out of your corners. But, like you know, like we've been saying, this is a player that's going to make everyone around them better. I mean, when you have a guy that you have confidence on the back and it's going to be able to cover – You know, that gives your you know, your pass rushers more confidence, too, because, you know, hey, if their first move doesn't make it, if their first move doesn't get there, then they know that they have confidence on the back end, that those guys are still going to be able to stay sticky and still give them opportunities to take the football away and to get after the quarterback. So it just allows you to be be that complete defense, be that complimentary football team that Brandon Staley has been preaching about.
0: Yeah, that's a great point you bring up. And one of the ways that you don't regress, right, is by joining up with a team who's going to have an incredible pass rush if these guys stay healthy. And that's what you're getting with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. But it's not just them. It's all four of those dudes, all four of those star players that you now have on your defense. And I just think that with J.C. Jackson, this was the big-time, urgent move from Tom Tolesco. This was him saying, hey, we are going all in. We're not going to try to go for the third tier of players and hope we can fill as many holes as possible It's we're going to go after the guys who are young and also guys who are at the top of their position, like a Corey Lindsley, for example, like they did last season this year, it's JC Jackson and Brandon Staley. Everything he's saying is coming to fruition. He said last year we did this on offense. I see this year doing that on defense and the Chargers go get three defensive starters and one star on day one of free agency. But it's not just him that makes a secondary better. It's also how he makes Asante Samuel Jr. and Michael Davis better and how you have four superstars on that side of the ball now and that getting you closer to what your offense is and how much better that can make you. So we're going to talk about the impact it's going to have on those players and him coming maybe at a discounted rate to the Chargers, especially compared to what his projections were. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But David, obviously, this is a risky move, and the Chargers are placing a lot of bets on J.C. Jackson. But when I'm placing bets, I do it with BetOnline.net, the number one place for all of your sports action, because BetOnline.net has the best odds, lines, and props that you're going to find. And it's that time of year again as college's basketball tournament finally is upon us. March Madness is here. If you couldn't tell by the first day at free agency, from all the way to odds contests and play your props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. You can do everything with Bet Online. You can even bet on the draft, which is coming up as well. But make sure you guys head to the website or use your mobile devices today to make sure you learn about all of the trends and the action going on in the sports world at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, David, well, we're not done here because the Chargers weren't done after their first big move in free agency, but the first big move was the biggest move. And if you want to hear how a national audience is reacting to the Chargers and what they're doing, make sure to check out the Lockdown NFL podcast, where you can hear experts from all around the league for all the teams in the league and hear them cry about how they didn't sign JC Jackson and the other guys the Chargers did on day one of free agency. But one of the things that immediately popped up into my mind, David, with J.C. Jackson when the Chargers signed him was obviously you're getting that Jalen Ramsey kind of player, right? And yes. that's that's what I talked about first, why I was so interested in J.C. Jackson, because it gives you that guy you can stick out there and not have to worry about, right? Yes. So I loved that. But then I started thinking back to when Brandon Staley was with the Rams, right? And what having Jalen Ramsey and Brandon Staley together did for the two other corners who played the most that season. And that was Darius Williams, another guy that we liked in free agency this year and Troy Hill, who ended up signing a massive deal with the Cleveland Browns last off season. Those dudes were not thought of as great corners going into that season. They weren't. And a lot of that has to do with having Jalen Ramsey. And a lot of that has to do with Brandon Staley as well. But those dudes easily had career seasons. And then you look at the Chargers this year with Michael Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. Yes, they're going to be targeted a lot more, right? Because that's number one. They're going to get targeted a lot more because it's either they're targeting you or they're targeting J.C. Jackson, who has 17 interceptions the last two years. But what that also does, David, is it gives you more help for those other two dudes, right? It it puts them in better positions, not only to not get burned, not get beat deep and things like that, but to be put in advantageous positions situation say it's a late night show give me a break where they have more chances to break on footballs where they have more chances with interceptions or in Darius Williams case you know taking picks back to the house because that's what he did a lot that season so that's one of the things that excites me just as much about JC Jackson is not just having him but how much it can help Michael Davis how much it can help Asante Samuel Jr. well just imagine the, the pressure that it takes
1: off of Michael Davis now right he's not no longer the number one corner on the team he knows that you know the the pressure is not there. The big it's better matchup is right is now on JC Jackson. So you have that pressure off of him. He can go out there. He can play his game. He can learn those techniques that he's still trying to figure out. And Asante Samuel Jr., you can move him around the formation. You can move him to the slot where he's probably better suited. You know, you put him outside, you know he is capable of performing well on the outside, but this gives you position flexibility with him, so you can put him in the slot, you can put him outside, you can move your defenders around a lot more. I just think this allows you to be more multiple as a defense. That's something that Brandon Staley has spoke, to, spoke about at nauseum. So this just gets him closer to the type of defense that he wants to play on Sundays.
0: Well, let's think about this hypothetical, right? I mean, say Michael Davis doesn't live up to what we expect from this year. Now you put Asante back outside, and now it's him and J.C. Jackson on the outside, and maybe you move Derwin James into the slot, right? We'll see what they do at safety. They love putting Derwin James at that star position anyways. Yeah. That is positional versatility, right? But just in your base defense, which for the Chargers is a nickel defense where you have five defensive backs on the field. Yeah, you are putting Asante Samuel Jr. in the slot. And what does that do? Right. The couple times we saw him beat last year wasn't on short routes for the most part. A lot of it, you know, was him, somebody getting a step on him. Right. And that happened, especially earlier on in his season. Yeah, and and he, he never got, got really beat
1: that badly. Either.
0: No, no. He had the one where he ended up grabbing the dude for a pass interference in one game. He got burnt another time as well. But what he does extremely well especially with his small compact frame is first of all he was a really good tackler and an aggressive tackler before the head injuries last season we'll see if that returns but now he's closer to the line of scrimmage which means you can really get the most out of his instincts right his like how he does in short areas right His short area quickness right like so those are things that sonda samuel does well and breaking on the football right and you know when you can break on the football When you're not afraid that somebody's going deep on you because you have help over the top now, because you're not worried about JC Jackson on the other side. So, especially with the amount of really, really good slot receivers in this league right now, having a dude like that be able to not need him on the outside and be able to put him in the slot, or if injuries happen, you just, you know, you can push these guys around wherever you need them to go potentially to cover for a little bit of time. And then you also add that to having Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. And Derwin James, and it's just crazy, David, because obviously two of those are homegrown talents, right? And yeah. I think this shows you a shift in the Chargers free agency approach where they didn't go after the $10 million per year guys, right? They went for young players at the prime of their career, right? And the Khalil Mack, that's maybe arguable, but still obviously a great, great player and no reason to think he's going to decline to the point where it's not a good deal for you. That's crazy, David, because I've been yelling it from the mountaintop, add impact defensive players. Now you have four NFL superstars on the defensive side of the 27th ranked scoring defense in the NFL last year.
1: Well, the the approach is clear now, right? The, the Chargers went out there and said, hey, we're not going to mess around anymore. We're going to go out there and we're going to get established talent. We know that our, when they come into our team, they're going to help our team be a better football team than it was before. Cleo Mack's going to come in and impact your run defense. He's going to come in. If he's healthy, he is still a ferocious pass rusher. Hello, six sacks and seven games. While he was dealing with an injury, that dude still has plenty of juice. There's no question about that. I think you put him on the other side of Joey Bosa, you watch those guys go absolutely insane because you can't double-team them anymore. Now you have a lot more confidence on what you can do on the back end with J.C. Jackson and Derwin James and a better version of Nazir Adley, who is still becoming the, the football player that we think that he is capable of being. I still think there's some more interceptions in that group. I think, hey, maybe – You know, Mr. Interception himself can rub off on some of these guys. And, you know, hey, when you start picking the ball off, that's contagious. And I think that's something that can travel through the rest of this defense. This Chargers defense is undoubtedly better today than it was yesterday.
0: Well, a lot of times it's hard to tell how good players are if the players surrounding them aren't very good, right? Like, it's hard to say how good of a season Joey Bosa had, when no one's worried about the guys on the inside. And for the most part, not really worried about the guys who are on the other side of the formation of him, right? Because they don't have that other threat out there. We saw it a little bit with Melvin Ingram, but these guys are all going to feed off each other. JC Jackson's going to make Derwin James better. James is going to make Jackson better. You know, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, same thing. The Bow brothers, I've decided to call them. I love it. it it's just... Obviously, it all has to fit. It is risky. You know, if you win free agency like the Jaguars are doing so far, I don't want to win free agency. The Jaguars can have that. But you have to see how it all fits. But I think that's really the exciting part about it is you see exactly how all these guys fit. You've seen Khalil Mack in the system with Brandon Staley and how good he was Then one of his best seasons ever. You know, with J.C. Jackson, you needed that man cover that you didn't have before, that man coverage corner. Now you have it, and I think especially when you look at the deal, David, that the Chargers oh, got. I mean, man, there was rumors out there that he, J.C. Jackson was going to be asking for twenty-two and a half million dollars per season. Yeah, the Chargers Whoa. get him for five years, eighty-two point five per season. I mean, he's making less than Mike Williams, first of all, but like half and a half season. million, right? And it's forty million guaranteed, and you expect it's probably really around a three or a four year deal before you can actually get out of that. Sure. Still a big commitment, obviously, and you better hope it works out unlike, you know, like a Derek Cox. But this is one of the biggest, you know, highest pedigree type of players the Chargers have gone out and added. And it is surprising to see the Patriots kind of let somebody like this go just because it's not like a Malcolm Butler flash in the plane kind of thing. Like this dude is a straight stud. And you don't just make up these interceptions numbers. So to get him at $16.5 million David, to still give you the flexibility to go find other players in free agency like the Chargers did, grand slam.
1: Oh, it's absolutely incredible. I didn't know that there was any way that they were going to be able to get J.C. Jackson for less than Christian Kirk. Hello. (laughs) Wow. What the hell were they thinking with that deal? Oh, my goodness. That is crazy to me. And it
0: also makes you – I'd rather have Mike Williams for 20 than Christian Kirk for 21. I'll tell you that.
1: Every single day of the week, he's never had more than six touchdowns in a season, and no more than a th- not even a thousand receiving yards at any point in his NFL career. That's crazy. The Jacksonville Jaguars are just throwing money around to everyone. Hey, you know, best of luck to him and congratulations to him and his agent. But I can't believe he got that kind of a deal. Uh, but the Chargers got a great deal here with J.C. Jackson. You got you're bringing in a guy who has proven. Interception talent who has been good every single year of his NFL career, and he is in the prime of his career. Oh, and here's the best part, Daniel. $8 million cap hit in 2022? Hello! That is awesome. A round of applause to Tom Telesco and Ed McGuire, the contract guru strikes again.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that flexibility is everything because you still needed a lot of, you know, improvement from other areas of your defense, specifically at defensive tackle, right? Because JC Jackson can only help the run support so much. And that's what they did when they went out and signed to two run stuffing, two of the best run stuffing defensive tackles in all of football with Austin Johnson and our boy Sebastian Joseph Day. So exciting because Tom Tulesco has been all gas, no breaks this offseason. But if you need some break parts, the only place to go is rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need to wind or off in pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts and gets them just from a warehouse that they're associated with, not always giving you the best price. So instead, go to someone who doesn't need to ask you all of those questions and somewhere who's going to make it very convenient for you at rockauto.com. Because even me, I don't know a ton about cars, but I've been able to go on there three times Type it in what kind of car I have In a few easy clicks. I'm finding the part that I need, and I'm getting it for the best price. I mean, why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more on the same parts when you could go to a family-owned business with RockAuto.com and get the prices way cheaper. Whatever you guys need, they have it at RockAuto.com. Go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts they have available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com. All right, David, what well, hurt me to push these guys to the end of the show because the Chargers were not done making big moves on day 1 of free agency because as the JC Jackson move happens, I mean your first thought is like I love that. But how are they going to stop the run? Is there still going to be money to improve that area? And, Andy, yeah, and then Yeah, and then they sign Austin Johnson, you know, and that's like okay. That's a nice move in the right direction. It's solid unspectacular run stuffer who's going to come in, play nose tackle for you yep. cheap, you know, two years, $6 million per season for a guy, not much of a pass rusher. As you said before the show, 21 pressures, three sacks, five more pressures than Limbaugh Joseph who played less games, but you liked it. And then they go get Sebastian Joseph day. And like, David, that was your prediction last time. And that's the two you wanted. You thought it could, you thought it was going to be JC Jackson. And you said, when, if there's enough room, if they can figure it out, I think it's going to be Sebastian Joseph day. So to make that big move and then to come back and really upgrade your biggest needed defensive tackle, I thought was huge.
1: Well, this is the dream off season right here. I, I think, you know, you, 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 know, you love the JC Jackson signing. That's a, you know, a player who is, you know, a, a true superstar at his position. But then, you know, the next question was, how are they going to fix the biggest problem that was plaguing them all of last season? And that was obviously the run defense, you know, the inability to stop the run. Well, a great way to do that is getting two of the guys who have the highest run stopping percentages in the league, um, and signing them to multi-year deals. Like these are guys not old, old players, these guys that are 28 years old and, and 26 years old respectively. They are young in the in their prime type players, and yeah, they're not incredible pass rushers, but they're in here for a singular focus, Daniel, and that is to stop the run. And they have proven that they can do it and they will continue to do it. And also for Sebastian Joseph Day, Daniel, another thing that makes him just invaluable is the fact that he has intimate knowledge of how Brandon Staley wants to play run defense. He understands those concepts. He's going to be able to communicate those concepts to the other defensive linemen that are going to be playing for the Chargers. And that's going to help their maturation process within this defense and help them play faster and play better.
0: Well, it's another guy where it's like you don't have to imagine the fit because you've seen it, right? You're not taking a 3-4 nose tackle and, you know, sending him to a 4-3 guy. Like, it's just you've already seen him in action in the defense that Brandon Staley wants to run. And the defense that helped Brandon Staley to the number one defense in the NFL in 2020, right? What boosted him to get the Chargers job going into 2021? And I just think with those two dudes specifically, I mean, It's so big because you're just adding, you know, actual big dudes in the trenches. You're still being, you know, focused on improving in the trenches. And you said they were great at run stopping. If you haven't seen on my Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, I mean, according to PFF, Sebastian Joseph Day had the highest run stop percentage, 15.5 amongst interior defensive linemen in 2021 with 100 plus run defense snaps. Austin Johnson was 15th. This was out of, you know almost 200 defensive tackles that they graded this way. And he, I mean, those two guys are top 15. I mean, if you're wondering, in comparison to the Chargers' worst run defense in the league last year or close to it, the Chargers last year, the highest player on that list was Limbaugh Joseph coming in at 27th, which is not that bad, right? I mean, top 32 is means you're basically a starter. Credit, as far credit as to Limbaugh. Of course, but like now you have two dudes who are in the top 15, two proven run stuffers, I do think you wonder where the pass rush is going to go, but I do think also having Khalil Mack, right, and Joey Bosa on the outside is going to single it up. And I think for Sebastian Joseph Day in particular, he's a disruptor. He's a guy that gets in the backfield. It is a little surprising he only had one sack in the year of 2020 when Brandon Seeley and the Rams did so many great things defensively. But he did have three sacks last year before he got hurt, and I think the Chargers are actually getting him a little bit lower because of the injured peck that he had last year that he had to get repaired. Because he was on pace for more run stops than Aaron Donald, who led the league, right? And I mean, as Sebastian Joseph did, that's not a flash in the pan. I know I told you he's number one in run stop percentage this year. You want to know what he was in 2020? Number one. <laughs> he was number one back-to-back years of any <laughs> run defenders or interior defensive linemen in run stop percentage. Number one out of everyone. And I just think, David, to get your biggest need, right, after you get the biggest player that you need, because stopping the run was obviously the number one need. You needed to get better at edge and corner as well, but they were able to find the premier players. And it seems like at least with these guys help the run defense as well.
1: Well, they answered the loudest questions so emphatically with a targeted response. They go get players that their sole job that what they have done the most, what they have done the best, where they have excelled the most is stopping the run, which is the biggest kryptonite that has been plaguing the chargers. And so when you see the approach, you know, you love that, like I said, you love the JC Jackson move. The, The thing about all of these moves is that you see the plan in every single move that they've made. You see the reasons behind it. You see why you see pedigree and you see results. You see these guys go out there and show that they can do it. So you just have to love that, that way of thinking, and just also, what the hell is going on with Tom Telesco? Like, yeah. this is a dream offseason for him. I think if you look at all the moves that he has made in conjunction with Brandon Staley, uh, I think, you know, this is a, a, just a great start to the offseason. You know, you saw what it looked like in year one with the uh, moves on the offensive side of the ball. Now you see it with Brandon Staley on the defensive side of the ball this year. And you just have to love where the Chargers are going. These moves are going to make a difference for the the chargers this year and going forward.
0: Well, and I like, I mean, with the Sebastian Joseph day move in particular, it kind of seems like, I mean, he's going to be the starter at the three technique position. Austin Johnson's probably going to be the starter at nose tackle. Yeah. Jerry Tillery might be, you know, on in a bench role now, right. And just Which in passing down situations, right. I mean, you think so. And I think Jerry Tillery will improve because of those other guys in the outside. But I oh, think yeah. by bringing in these two run stuffing defensive tackles like they have, I don't think they're as worried about their pass rush ability because you have those outside rushers. Like Austin Johnson is not a spectacular player like I talked about. But he's going to come in and eat glass in the middle and bust schools open, right? And he's going to, you know, do what you need him to do.
1: And, he's and if not missed a game in five years.
0: Exactly. I mean, that's another great part. Durability, obviously, with Sebastian Joseph Day, you wish he played more games last season. But Outside of that, he hadn't had any prior real injury concerns to worry about. So I think that's something that makes you feel better about it. But if you're just stopping the run on first and second down and you're turning these third downs and let's remember, the Chargers were the worst third down team in the NFL last season. A lot of that came because there was a lot of third downs that were third and f- four or fewer. Yeah. That number seems like it's going to go way up, right? Plus, You were doing that, you know, with Chris Harris Jr. in the slot. You know what I mean? And the corners weren't the same as well. But, like, now you have these dudes who potentially get you into those favorable situations. David, I don't think you want to be in a third and ten with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack coming after you. Potentially Derwin James coming on a blitz. And then you have J.C. Jackson, the number one interception man, on your hot read that you're trying to throw to off the bat. Like, that is a very scary sight for opposing offenses.
1: Well, Brandon Staley's entire defense is built to stress out opposing offenses. He wants to get them in those situations where he can deploy those exotic blitz packages that when we saw deployed last year in those advantageous third and eight plus situations, they worked pretty much every single time. So if you're able to stop the run on those early downs... You can see those packages you are clamoring to see so much more often, and you're going to get those sacks. You're going to get those turnovers. You're going to get those fourth fumbles. You're going to – th- that's when you, you get those big impact plays on the defensive side of the ball. And Brandon Staley is just sitting back there like a mad scientist, just dreaming up of new ways how to use his new weapons.
0: And, and Tom Telesco looks like a totally different general manager, right? With Brandon Staley at the helm for the Chargers. And, you know, there's people out there who wanted Brandon Staley fired after the last game of the season with the fourth down calls and all that. I wonder what they're doing right now, you know, because seeing this changes, this night and day change for the Chargers, being aggressive, ignoring everything that Tom Telesco has actually said publicly about not, you know, caring about the offense just as much and, you know, we're not going to believe in Herbert's rookie contract window. Like, <laughs> none of that meant anything, obviously, no. right? So, I think the other thing, especially with Brian Staley in his defense, is the importance of playing with light boxes. The importance yeah. of having five defensive backs or more on the field. When, if you're going to do that as much as the Chargers do that, you better really trust those two defensive tackles that are in the middle. Now the Chargers have a presence there. And you also add Khalil Mack, who's an elite run stuffer. Joey Bosa is an elite run defender at the edge positions you have four elite run defenders on the defensive front which is going to let brain and steely do so much on the back end he's going to continue to pay on these light boxes and dare you to run and now it's actually a good thing when he dares you to run because the other team's not going to run for six yards a carry (laughs) so like we're getting closer to seeing what this brain and steely defense is going to look like and it's only day one of free agency that we're here with right now and thank you guys for all checking out the late night emergency podcast version of the Locked On Charges podcast. We did this to you. We put it out there. If you guys wanted an early show, get it the night before. Here it is. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for making this your first listen. I know it's hard to think about anything other than free agency, but if you guys need a draft show and you need a second listen, make sure to check out the Locked On NFL draft where Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy are going nuts over there, breaking down a ton of prospects. And it's all a lot of good information. And it'll be a lot better to see, you know, now what the Chargers, what they've done in free agency. How does that change the draft? How does what the Chargers have done defensively help the Chargers win the Super Bowl? That's something that we're going to be talking about going forward. But a lot to get into. And we'll be back with you guys as these new moves break. If there's more news tomorrow, maybe another early show for you. But we'll be back here with the latest for you guys. And until then, make sure to follow along to make sure you never miss a show and subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. Follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And also, me and David are putting out our reactions even when we can't get stuff out for the show Make sure to follow me at Dan Talk Sports on Twitter and David Jogmeyer at SD so you can get our instant, instant reaction when big moves like this go down. We appreciate all of your guys' support on there as well. And if you guys want to call in with your reactions, call into to 323-524-7924 to the Chargers. Locked on Chargers voicemail line. We appreciate you guys. Make sure to check out all of our social media so you never miss a show like this. We post to our Locked on Chargers Facebook page and our at Locked on Chargers Instagram page as well. But, Grand Slam day one in free agency. We can't wait to break down the rest of free agency with you guys as these big moves continue to happen. And we'll be back with you then. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.